Welcome to the Odds Checker Grand National Preview. I'm joined by Andy Holding, Odds Checker's tipster, the man in form, profitable Cheltenham, and tipped up the winner of the Grand National two years ago in Rule the World for us. And he's hopefully going to do it again. How are you doing, Andy? Yep, good form. Yeah, thank you. And I've also got Harry Phillips here from Betfair Racing. And Harry is going to kick off this podcast and video by telling us a few of Betfair's specials they've got ahead of the big race. Yeah, so we've got a few specials for the big one on Saturday um, that might be of interest. So a female jockey to ride the winner of the Grand National is a 10-to-1 shot. Um, <coughs> one of the Betfair ambassadors, Gordon Elliott or Paul Nichols, to train the winner of the Grand National is 5-to-1. Uh, they should have five runners between them. Um, Grand National winner to carry 11 stone or more is 5-to-4, given this is a race for, that seems to be going towards classier horses in recent years. That might be of interest. Um, and an Irish train winner of the Grand National is 13-to-8, which, given the soft ground... Um, that may favour some of the Irish runners. And given the general discrepancy between the class of, uh, of, <laughs> our, of, of Irish and, and, that, that, and that as well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy, any of those stand out to you as being interesting? Um, 13 to 8, an Irish winner. Five, was it 5 to 4, uh, carry 11 to or more? Yeah, I think both of those are fair enough. Um, obviously, the Irish have got a very strong hand this year, haven't they? With Total Recall, Annabelle, Fly, Tiger Roll, to name but three. And a couple of the floaters which I'm going to be talking about, um, Uccello Conti being one of them, um, with Obviously, be an Irish train horse. That, that would make quite a pe- bit of appeal. But, but also, there's some betting on the there's who'll a, go our favourites as well. Yeah, so there's betting on um, who the industry SP favourite will be for the big race. And Black Line is a nine to four shot. Total Recall three to one. Annabelle Fly eleven to four. And Tiger Roll eight to one. Yeah, there always seems to be some gamble from left field that you sort of don't even quantify at this stage. Uh, a lot will depend on the ground, how the market will um, shape up on the Saturday. And of course. Uh, one or two of the big trade papers, who end, they end up tipping, Tom Segal, etc. But based on what he did last year in pure form, the standout candidate for me would be Black Lion to be favourite. I think he'd be very, very popular on the day. I think if you run down the one, two, three, four fantasy list that the trade papers and the tipsters tend to go for, you know, that there's usually about 10 of them, I think Black Lion will be virtually in every one. Um, because a lot of people think, well, he's almost certain to run his race. He's gone round the fences. Grand's he's impervious to, and, and I think if he's ridden with a little bit more restraint this time, he's, he's got to be there or thereabouts. Quick, before we move on to talk about the horses in, in themselves, I do wonder with this, uh, going back to the industry SP favourite, Tiger Roll 11-4, a horse I'd be happy to take on, but you have to think that he'd have made a few friends at, uh, at Cheltenham this year and the year before and, and that, that weight of money of people who want to back the horse they know could, could go a fair crack I mean we've already seen him cut uh, fair amount in the last couple of days it's a tiger on yeah yeah so he's we've seen twice as many more bets on him than any other runner since we went non-runner no bet um, obviously that's largely off the back of that that Cheltenham success taking a very similar route to to cause of causes um you know, I, I think his I think his chance is, is obvious. He's eight year old. It seems to be going the right way. Um, I guess my, my concern with him is he's he's quite small. He's quite diminutive, and he, he sort of jumps fairly low at his fences as well, which would probably well clearly be a concern around there around here. I think if you were told, you know, thirteen months ago before last year's Cheltenham that Tiger Roll would be eleven or four to go off favourite for the Grand National the year later, would, would have been yeah. would have been even laughed at. Um, to quickly go through the, the runners then, and uh, so total recall. Uh, 11 to 1 joint favourite with uh, Annabelle Fly with most places. Annabelle Fly is available at 12 to 1. Uh, Betfair Sportsbook are top price on Tiger Roll, Black Line, and See You at Midnight at 12 to 1, 12 to 1, and 16 to 1. The Last Samurai is six, uh, 18 to 1 best price. Uh, Bader Zill, who's all blue on Odds Checker, best price 20 to 1. 
Anello Rocco 20 to 1. Uccello Conti, the other one who's blue and odds checker, that does mean we've seen money. It's been, it means it's been cut in most places. Uh, 22 to 1, best price there. I just know 25s. Gold Present 28s. The Dutchman 33s. And then we, then we get into the, the masses of horses at that 33 to 1 mark. A, a fair few of them. And it, this is where it becomes, or it looks, a bit of a lottery. So, Andy, when you, when you assess this race, this famous race mm-hmm. where you know, everyone in the whole country, for whatever reason, seems to, seems to stop and watch this famous horse race. How do you go about trying to find the winner? Well, I think it's arguably not quite as difficult as it, it once was um, because, you know, you had to factor in bad horses in the race that were obviously in danger of bringing other better fancied horses down. The fences were a lot stiffer. You had more fallers. Um, but nowadays, they tend to be less casualties, particularly going out into the second circuit as well. I think that's why there's been so many finishes of late. I do like betting the number of finishes or have done over the years. I think what you find is because of the, the, the belly of the fence is a lot um, less compact as it used to be and, and they used to have wooden stakes inside the fence but now they're actually padded. So it means that when the course builders actually put the spruce back onto the fence they tend to just sort of throw it back on and, and the, the fences aren't so demanding on the second circuit. So it's also, it just becomes a, a basically exercise of horses that are, don't stay the trip and are pulled up, but they, they basically jump around. You hardly see any fallers on the second circuit. So you usually tend to get, what, 10, 10 12 fallers on the first circuit. And the last three or four years, you've got like 25 upwards of run, runners going out into the second circuit. So then it becomes a race and a question of who stays the trip the best rather than actual jumping uh, prowess. Is, is there an argument that almost makes it easier now where you can look at this field, it's a very open race, and you can draw a line through a fair few, fair few yeah, of the field? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, think, I think, like I say, I think jumping isn't quite as... Yes, of course, you need to jump, but it's not as relevant as what it used to be. And I think that's why there's so many horses now that can be factored in. Um, and I think that's what, why in recent years we've had so many big price winners. Um, yes, there is a class angle to it as well. That you know the likes of Neptune, Colange, and several other um, high-profile horses have won it from running in graded races. Rule the world, of course, is a great grade one, um, not grade one winner, but he ran in a lot of grade one races. So that, that sort of like the dynamics of the race have, have definitely changed. Um, but yeah, you, you still you still need something that's going to get four four mile two. Um, and I, I don't think there's that, that many this year that you can put your hand on your heart and say, that's guaranteed to get the trip. I think there's a lot at the front end of the market. You're very much in the dark, including Annabelle Fly, Total Recall. All these horses are proven over three miles, but very few that have actually gone beyond the three mile. A lot of these have got to run an extra mile. Um, so you, you have got to consider that before you're having a, having a bet. And with, with, with your bookies hat on... Um, to bet first seed, Grand National is being... Is it a money spinner? Is it, is it a race you classically you know, do, do fairly well on? Uh, it just depends who, who wins and the, the outcome, doesn't it? Um, you know, obviously, we want to get the, you know, the horse like a black line or, or, or whichever is going to be the horse that gets punted this year. Um, you know, we want to get that beat. But um, it's just entirely dependent on the result. Obviously, it's a, a, a huge or the biggest race of the year from a bookmaker's point of view. Um, you know, and, and the one for money since we've gone non-runner, no bet, has been Tiger Roll. Um, interestingly, the, the the two at bigger prices that have been quite well backed are um, I Just Know, which is currently a 25 to one shot on the Betfair Sportsbook. Um, you know, that was back from as big as 100s earlier in the season. There's been a lot of each way money for that, and Captain Redbeard, um, who's been well supported over the last couple of weeks, um, and it's quite interesting. Um, you know, for some shrewd connections there. Um, there'll be two that will uh, definitely be cheering to, to, to get beat. 
And as yourself, when you look in, as uh, you know, I, I know that you maybe don't look at the, the, the time figures and the like like Andy does, but I, I know you, I know you like a bet, Harry. Yeah. Uh, how do you approach it? Yeah. So, um, I've had a good I've had a good look at this race over the last few days, um, and I, I think I found the top five. Um, so I can either give you to them. Perfect. Yeah. yeah give you them in the order I think they're going to finish. That'd be absolutely ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could go viral if you get us right. So. <laughs> Fine. Um, <laughs> this is one for your, your combination tricast and the rest of it. Um, so in fifth, if he gets in the race, vintage clouds. Wow. Fifty to one. Vintage um, clouds. Fifty that's to a one. Good shout. Yeah. Those. Yeah. This is a horse that runs in snatches in its races. It can often get a little bit behind, but he is always staying on at the end of and at the death of the races. Um, you know, I, I generally think if this was a six-bar race, it'd still be plodding on at the at the finish. So, <laughs> is he good enough to win it? I don't know. Um, I definitely think he'll stay the trip in the soft ground, which is is what you're going to need. Um, you know, he finished third in the Ultima, staying on. Finished fourth in the Welsh National this season again. He's generally running really well in some competitive handicaps. Um, you know, and you can get 50 to 1 about this horse. I think he's he's 45th on the list, but if he gets in, I could see him running a very big race for connections that have won it previously in Sue Smith. Um, in fourth is a horse that I haven't really heard anyone talk about. Um, it's a horse called Warrior's Tail. Um, I think ultimately, sometimes people forget that, you know, you are still looking for just a progressive and potentially well handicapped horse in, in a race like this, and people get very caught yeah. up on, like, you know, will it stay, etc. So, this is one of those which the easily the biggest out. And he's 50 to 1, um, so he's a, he's a big prize. He's available at 60s on the Betfair Exchange. Um, this is, horse has been progressive this season, and he's put together solid back-to-back runs. Um, without a doubt, the big doubt is about whether he'll stay this trip. Um, but he's an improving nine-year-old. He finished second um, to Gold Present at Newbury, who went on to boost that form, winning at Ascot earlier in the season. Um, and, and he really should have won that race. It was a loose horse that was causing all sorts of carnage. It was, it was horrible. I backed him that day. Um, and then again, he finished second in the Skybet Handicap Chase, which again, he just hit the front a fraction too soon and got caught by Wakanda on the line. Um, you know, and, and, and he's 50 to 1. I haven't heard him mentioned by anyone. I, there are clearly, I, I know there's major doubts that he'll stay, and he's, he's clearly got to go and prove that. But as Andy said, a load of these horses have got to go and prove that. So, you know, 50 to 1, um, it's a big price, and I'm happy to have him on side. Before you get to your top three, it's interesting you say he's not been mentioned by anyone because there will be an article going out on the Odd Checker site in the next couple of days where we've looked at the stats, we've broken down the trends, and both Vintage Clouds and Warrior's Tail are two of, I think, the three horses that come okay. through those. So. That's, that's good. I haven't done that, but um, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that they both <laughs> rank highly in yeah. that respect. So let's see if you can get the, and, other, the last one. You know, interestingly, he's been, obviously been bought by Trevor Hemmings as well, yeah. who's, who's, who knows the time of day with, you know, and, and loves to win a national. I think that's one of the trends. Three times. Yeah. Is it? Well, yeah. there we go. Um, you know, so I, I just think he could run a big race if he stays. He, he might not stay, though. Um, okay, uh, third, see you at midnight at 16 to 1. This is a classy horse. Um, I, he hasn't had an ideal preparation. Um, they were obviously in a bit of a rush to get a run into him. He ran well enough at Newbury. Um, he's, he's 16 to 1. He, he, he's classy. He's been well supported. Um, finished third in the Scottish Grand National. He, he, I'd be very surprised if he didn't stay. Um, you know, and I, I prefer him to some of the market leaders. Um, second, and this is pretty much the only one of the market leaders I'm quite keen on, is Annabelle Fly. Um, finished third in, in the Gold Cup. Um, he, Obviously, won the Paddy Power Chase extremely well um, earlier in the season, pretty much hacked up there. Um, you know, he's an eight-year-old, he's improving. Obviously, he's got a big weight, but I, I don't actually think that's a, a disadvantage these days. In fact, it might actually be an advantage in some respects. Um, and certainly, the race seems to be won um, more often now by those types of horses. 
Um, so I think at the top of the market, he is definitely the one that I prefer um, the, the, the most out of the ones in the top sort of five there. Um, and then finally... The winner. The winner. Um, for me, this year, I hope it is Ursulo Conti for Gordon Elliott. Now, I was at Gordon's yard yesterday morning um, doing some filming for, for, for Betfair, um, and he said he felt this horse was going under the radar, um, and it was absolutely flying at home. Um, you know, he's been aimed at this race all year. Um, he finished second in the Paddy Power Chase to um, Annabelle Fly, and obviously he's got a big swing in the weights this time round. Um, he was he thrown in the race twice before, actually. Finished, he fell last year when he was travelling extremely well. Um, and the year before that, when he was only an eight-year-old, um, he, he finished sixth, which was, um, you know, a good run. So he, he, he's got form around the track. Um, you know, I, I just think he's, I think he's solid. And I think that if he can get round, he can run a big race. He's been aimed at it all season. So it, it's very much, you know, not an afterthought. And, you know, um, Gordon speaking to him yesterday was sort of very keen on his chances. So there you have it, the Grand National Top 5, as revealed by Harry Phillips uh, from Betfair. We've got Vintage Clouds 5th. Warriors Tail, um, fourth, See You at Midnight, third, Annabelle Fly, second, and Uccello Conti at, uh, uh, to win it, who is 20 to 1 best price. It's interesting, before we come to Andy, who I'm sure is going to either tear that apart or, or agree with some of what you say, um, Uccello Conti is all blue on Betfair, best price is 22 to 1, um, but given what you've said about Gordon, given the fact that uh, I think the man to my left is about to um, say some nice things about the horse as well, I wouldn't be surprised if even at 20 to 1 didn't stick around for too much longer. Yeah, he, he'd definitely be my top four um, shortlist as well, Uccello Conti. Um, I, I backed him in the race to win a small house a few years ago, and I was a little bit, <laughs> I was a little bit disappointed with him, actually. He finished, he finished eighth. He won okay. Um, he then went on to finish second in the, in the Beecher, um, and he was going very well last year. Um, as Harry's already pointed out. Unfortunately, Daryl Jacob decided to be a bit greedy. Um, he didn't need to do it, really, but he went right down the well up the inside. Now, I know the beaches is not as big as what it used to be, but it'll still catch you out if you catch the top. And there's a horse that jumped right in front of him, and it kind of like short-sighted him a little bit. And he took off a little bit too soon, caught the top, and he ended up landing right in the, in the like I said, the, the, the well of the of beaches. Uh, very much like Tom Sco- uh, Pete Scudamore did many years ago on a horse called Strands of Gold. Um, he would have saved ground. I think he would have jumped into around about fourth or fifth had he cleared the fence, but it wasn't to be. I just hope Darrell Jacob doesn't do um, the same thing again and go to make the same mistake sure, sure and bring him out a little bit. Um, your heart will be in your mouth going to beat his second time. But, you know, that's a, I think that's a serious point as, as well in the sense that he's... He's been there. I think probably they all know that was a, a, yeah. probably a mistake. And actually, that's an advantage having him having ridden him last year. And I, you can't see him taking doing that again. Route no, again. no. Well, I don't mind him going down the inn. I mean, it's the brave man's route. But when you come to beaches, you've got to give yourself a bit of room. Mm. You've got to sort of move out, then move across, and then jump it on the angle. He went straight down the middle, like literally right down the corner. And there was, you know, he, he he was basically asking for trouble. Yeah. Unfortunately, he, he unseated his rider. Um, but you look at his form this year, you know, he, he finished second uh, in, to Annabelle Fly in arguably the, the strongest three-mile bit of form in Ireland. I mean, general principle was about 10th or 12th or something like that, and he went on to win the Irish National at Sam's Room, well out of it. Um, there's been a whole host of horses, Thunder and Roses, a good strong, good, strong race. The ground would have absolutely mucked his plans up last time in the Thiestes. He, he, he doesn't like heavy ground. Um, he'll go through it, but he just doesn't operate at the same level. So I think connections of him will be praying that they get a fairly, fairly dry week. 
you know, if, it, if it's good, good to soft in places, that'll be fine. If it goes sort of soft, heavy, I, I must admit my, my enthusiasm will be uh, slightly tempered. Okay. Uh, but he's, he's definitely on my shortlist as we speak now. Yeah. Because of all the positives in his um, direction. Black Lion's just got to be on the list. There's, there's no doubt that this horse is going to run well. Um, he's not overly big. He doesn't look your national type to look at as a specimen, but he, boy, can he operate over these fences. Um, he hasn't fallen. He's hardly made a mistake. He's got that cat-like, almost red rum-like fleet of foot in the boards when he, when he comes to a fence. He's able to operate um, and, and get himself over from A to B really well. He definitely hit the front two soon last year. I think Noel Fahili will have that ringing in his ears. Or is it Sam Twist and Davis riding this year, is it? Is that have, have, Noel, have a look as he, as he go. Have a look. And just check that out for me. But whoever, whoever rides him basically will be mindful that you could, if they're going well, just to hold on to him a little bit longer. I, th- I think Noel, who rode him last year, just went with him because he didn't really know whether he stayed or not. But, of course... Sam rides. Sam rides, yeah. yeah. Um, but he would have watched the tapes back and... You know, it's a long way home there. It's still a mile from home. And he, up, up to that point, he'd never raced beyond sort of like the three-mile, two-mark. All his form would be three, three, two. Um, yes, he stayed the trip, but obviously that energy which was expended at the hottest part of the race ended up taking its toll on him. Um, very similar to Hedgehunter. I don't know if you remember when Ruby Roach Hedgehunter. Yeah. He hit the front too soon on him. He went back the, previous, the next year and he, he waited as long as he dare. And then he took it up on the running. And I think Sam will ride black line exactly the same. He's had three runs this year, one round of fences, which he bolted up in the Peter Chase. So he's got his eye in again. Yes, he had a hard race last time out, but that's 59 days ago. Yeah. So it's been a long time to recover. I would be worried about the weight. I'll never look at the weights anyway for, for races like this. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just how you're jumping, whether you stay, whether you've got two pound higher than what you did in a, in a normal park race. It's a lot of nonsense. Um, <laughs> And, and the other two, the other two I'd, I'd, I'd mentioned, Annabelle Fly is definitely another one on the list. Um, he ran a brilliant race in the Gold Cup. I think the Gold Cup is the best piece of form coming into this year's race, time figure-wise. Yeah. Um, I mean, as you mentioned on the other podcast, you know, the, 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 the speed figures you've got for that race are yeah. really, really, really Off the top. chart. Yeah. It was the best race of the festival, and he stayed on very strongly up the hill. He also stayed on very strongly when he won the Paddy Power from the back of the second last. You know, he, he was very, very um, strong. Um, he left a good feel for dead that day. And obviously, we Jello Conti tying up in that form in second. Um, and Tony Martin looks as though he's prepared him perfectly uh, and the other one as well is um, similar to Rule the World is Alpha Dezobo a bit bigger price Alpha Dezobo 40 to 1 best price 40 to 1 yeah he, he's a classy horse he's, he's a grade 1 winner over hurdles he's running loads of grade 1 chases um, his form's been a little bit checkered this season albeit he has won but you know you look at some of the horses he's been running against you know, they're pro- proper, proper Irish um, grey one horses. Um, whether he want genuine soft ground or not, to get the four-mile trip is open to question. I think that's why he's 40, 50 to one shot. If, if, it, was, if it dried out and it was no worse than good to soft, soft in places, I, I think he'd be a massive player because um, he's a big type. And he, he's very similar to Rule the World. You look at Rule the World's form. Rule the World was sixth or fifth in the Irish National previously. Um, last year, Alfred Dezabo finished eighth, but he got badly hampered. So he's got a lot of symmetry to Rule the World. And, and Rule the World was 50 to 1 or 33 to 1 on the morning yeah. of the race when nobody even looked at him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, you've got to remember, this is a gr- genuine grade one horse who, who's a big-time operator. 
and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but if Finchich Clouds does get in it, he needs five to drop out. He'd be another one to, to seriously mark up here because he stays very well. He was fourth in the Welsh National. Softer the ground, the better for him. He doesn't really like Cheltenham. I, I think the fences don't really suit him around that inner track. But he ran really well to finish third in the, uh, the big staying handicap there this year, uh, despite one or two slight slow jumps. Um, and the ground won't bother him either, so he's another one. So the lads agree on Uccello, Conti and uh, Vintage Clouds. Andy also has given us Annabelle Fly, Black, Black Lion, Lion and Alpha, Alpha Desovo. Um, as I mentioned, there will be a, a, an article coming on site very shortly about the, uh, the trends. And the, we've had a look at the trends of previous winners. Uh, those will become evident. But it's good to say that the ones that we came out with, Vintage Clouds, you both agree on. Alpha Desovo, yep. which Andy's given us. Final Nudge, which went unmentioned. Oh, right, okay, yeah. I just know, which Harry said has been very popular with, um, with yep. Betfair uh, punters. Vicente, although there are doubts about his jumping, but uh, Oddschecker ambassador Nick Schofield will ride, we think, if uh, fingers crossed. So fingers crossed for Vicente and Warriors Tail. So it looks like between the three of us, we've done okay. And there are a few bullets there to go into the Grand National with. Obviously, the Grand National is... The, um, you know, the race of the weekend and, and the one that a lot of people will watch. But it's amazing uh, racing at Aintree from Thursday through to Saturday. I know Harry's going to be there all three days, so watch out for him if you, if you are there. Um, he'll be the bloke with, uh, you know, with the beer on his head. Avoid or whatever, beer, but... none of those five <laughs> just mentioned even plays. Um, but, uh, and there's another podcast, so if you are listening to this, we have previewed five of the biggest um, races of, of the week, uh, so make sure you listen to that as well. Before we finish here, I'm just going to come to each of these two experts side by, uh, next to me and, and ask them for their nap. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the Grand National or, or the other races we've covered, but it can be if they want it to be. Harry, coming to you first. Um, so my, my nap um, would be Balco de Flo in the Melling Chase. However, um, I'll give you one at a bigger price, um, which would be lost in translation in the Mersey Hurdle on the Saturday. Um, so he's stepping up in trip to two and a half miles. Um, it's trained by Colin Tizard. He ran in the Supreme at the festival um, and he bounced back from a, from a frankly really bad run where he didn't go uh, a yard at Haydock on, on bottomless ground in January. Um, he finished eight lengths behind Somerville Boy and he was sort of staying on um, up the hill that day. He was actually really badly hampered by uh, Somerville Boy at that mistake that he made at the, I think it was the second last. Um, I just think he's, he's really interesting stepping up in trip and I just think the fact that he was hampered there, but yet still finished eight lengths behind um, a horse who I think is very good in Somerville Boy. Um, makes him of real interest. I'd, I really fancied him for the Betfair hurdle, um, and he went to Haydock and, and ran um, a really poor race and, and never turned up, but he would have gone into that Betfair hurdle rated 134, which, um, given his run in the Supreme, um, now makes me feel like he would have gone very close in the Betfair hurdle. Yeah. Um, He's stepping up a trip. Colin Tizard's got history of horses stepping up in trip at um, this meeting and um, romping home, um, including a certain thistle crack a couple of years ago. Um, and I, I just think this is a good horse, um, and his true ability might have been slightly disguised by that um, getting sort of hampered by some some little boy in the Supreme. And I just think he might run a big race at that twenty to one. So interesting to see looking at the odds checker grids that Boston sure, Translation yes. is blue with every bookie except for Betfair and Paddy Power. I wonder why that is, Harry. Uh, there we go. Been, the the, the <laughs> Phillips Millions been coming in for it. Um, looks a good race that as well with Black Op, a horse I know that uh, Andy has a soft spot for at 13 to 8. And on the blind side, Mike Spence, the owner's son, was on our Cheltenham podcast uh, before on the blind side was ruled out of, of the festival. And he was very convinced that on the blind side we give Sam Crow a decent race. And we all know what happened next with Sam Crow. 
Andy, anything to mention in that race, or should we go straight onto your onto your nap? Naps in that race. Your naps in the race. Yeah, Black Op. Black Op. Yeah, look no further than Black Op. This is a seriously talented horse, Black Op. I don't think he really got the credit he deserved uh, at Cheltenham when he finished second to Sam Crow. Um, I think Sam Crow was brilliantly ridden that day by Jack Kennedy. He very much got first run on, on Black Op, who was just in behind the speed coming down the hill, but momentarily he got three or four lengths on Black Op, who was just in behind the three horses in front of him. And once he got pulled out, he stoned him very strongly up the hill. But I do think the Neptune this year, or the, or the Ballymore, was a, a vintage race. Um, the fact that Next Destination, who'd gone into the contest previously unbeaten for William Mullins and yeah. was his sole representative, couldn't go with these two, tells you how good the race was. And he's a genuine grade one horse. But doing my circuit time comparisons um, from the first two days, because obviously they're on the same course, Sam Crow would have won the champion hurdle based on his circuit time. He would have beaten Bouvardier. So it just shows you how good yeah. Sam Crow is. And I'm a big advocate of Sam Crow running in next year's champion hurdle. I know there's one or two forums and debates and um, the spotlight guys in the Racing Post were all asked, to, if, if Sam Crow was yours, what route would you go down? And I think Giggins down immediately thought, oh, yeah, two and a half mile, we'll go, we'll go Gold Cup, we'll, we'll go, how I say next year, we'll step him up. But I think they've almost had a little bit of a rethink. I think the vibes are that Sam Crow might actually start out as a champion hurdle horse next year. Really? I, I'm getting the vibes and the feelings that could be the way that they'll go. They'll certainly give him a try. Uh, I think Punchestown will tell you which way they're thinking because if he runs in the two-miler there, then I think you need to be looking at champion hurdle prices for next season. But Black Op, like I say, was second to let's say, the champion hurdler-elect or the horse that is going to set the world alight in the next two or three seasons. I also think Black Op not only will win this race and win it easily, but I think he's a, one of the best bets for next year's Cheltenham Festival in the RSA market. He's an archetypal chaser. You look at him, he's, he's every inch a chaser. Um, he covers a lot of ground. He's got class. He's got speed. Um, he handles Cheltenham. He, he, he should have beaten Santini the run before when he fluffed the last in the hands of Tom Scudamore. I'd say great run behind Sam Crow in the, in the Neptune. But he'll definitely go over fences next season. And I think he's around about a 20 to 1 shot for the RSA next year. Yeah, Black Op is 20 to 1 for the RSA. And you mentioned yeah. Sam Crow maybe for the uh, champion hurdle. Didn't expect to be tipping up Sam Crow for the champion hurdle in a Grand National podcast, I must say. Um, <laughs> but 8 to 1, uh, that is with Betfair Sportsbook as well. And Betfair Sportsbook are... Uh, I should say best price on Black Op at thirteen to eight, yeah, yeah. and I lost in translation at sixteen to one. It's you know it's been natural me saying that Bet Fair Sportsbook are the best price uh, in, in this podcast because they generally are. I'd have my serious doubts about Lost in Translation getting the trip. He, he travelled really well in the Supreme. Uh, I watched the race back funny enough this morning before coming to did this uh, podcast with you guys, and he just didn't get home. Now whether he didn't get home because he didn't have the speed or whether he didn't get home because he, he he wants further. Sometimes you get you know. Uh, between a rock and a hard place looking at a horse and trying to evaluate him but um, I think it was stamina rather than speed um, and if you compare the, the Neptune and you compare the Supreme Novices Hurdle there's about, there'd be about five, six lengths uh, sorry, seconds between Black Op and Lost in Translation on, on their circuit times so nearly got through without you two coming to blows, but sadly, Andy, you, you, you soured it at the end. Possibly one for the without Black Op market yeah. based on that. <laughs> I think Black Op, I, yeah. just, I, I just think, I've, I like this horse, I just, I just think he's interesting, and um, yeah, you know, there are two very good horses at the top of this market, but um, let's see, we'll yeah, find out. See. Yeah, I'm, we'll find I'm, out. I'm, I'm going to, you know, if Mike's listening, I'm going to stick up for you and hope that, miss, uh, hope that on the blind side can, can give you a good run, hopefully... 
the issues that, that kept him out of Cheltenham have, have been overcome and he can uh, show us what a good horse he is, as Mike believes. Um, that brings us to an end. Uh, sorry that the Naps came in the same race, but hopefully you can make a decision between the 13 to 8 and the 16 to 1, whatever takes your fancy. Thanks very much to Andy Holding for coming in. No make sure you look out on the Checkers site throughout the week for his tips, and actually throughout the season and throughout the year. Um, consistently in profit, it must be said, and does a great job for us. And, uh, and Harry Phillips from Betfair as well. As I mentioned, uh, Betfair Sportsbook, our best price on so many horses spoken about today. Um, we've got the grids in front of us, so um, so make sure you, you do check them out and, and those offers that you mentioned for the Grand National as well. Uh, keep your eye out on the Australia site for lots of content and lots of stuff going on, lots of bonuses, lots of offers, and all the best prices throughout the week and ahead of the Grand National.